Well, the title of this sermon is Keys to Your Healing or Keys to Divine Healing. And I'm going to say this, your body's already designed to heal itself. But, th- but also, uh, and, and I'm not against doctors. I think doctors have uh, a place for our healing as well. But God is the ultimate healer. And Jesus, I like Jesus. I'd rather have Jesus do an operation on me than, than a natural doctor because Jesus never misses it. Amen? Amen? And the Bible says that Jesus is the great physician. And so, but, and Jesus is always doing surgery on us, even if we're not sick or if we're dealing with something. Every Sunday morning is surgery. I don't know if you knew that, know that or not. You are being operated on. And hopefully some negative things are being taken out and some positive things are being put in. Amen? And so that's, that's, that's why we, we get together on Sunday morning, because we all deal with issues. Amen? Amen. And um, if you don't believe you have any issues, that's your issue. <laughs> Glory to God. Ca- called pride. Amen. And we all dealing with stuff. And um, so I want to minister to you about keys of healing. And uh, the first key is that it, it is God's perfect will for you to be healed and to walk in divine health. It's God's perfect will. Um, you know, some of the church would preach that, that actually they would minister that sickness is a gift from God. And have you ever heard that sickness is a gift from God? You may have never heard of it, but they do say that in some churches. It's a gift to bring you closer to God. I don't think I need sickness to get me closer to God. Amen. Amen. The, my Bible says, humble yourselves Amen. under the mighty hand of God. It doesn't say that God's going to humble me to get to a place where I'm humbled. Amen. No, the Bible says we have to humble ourselves. And so it shouldn't take sickness for us to get humble. Amen. Praise the Lord. So we need to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. And the Bible said he will lift us up in due season. So it is God's perfect will. And in Isaiah 53, verses 4 and 5, this is really a wonderful uh, verse right here. This is talking about, this is a, what you call a messianic uh, scripture. It's talking about our, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And of course, in the Old Testament, there's you know prophecies and, and, and the book of Isaiah um, and different areas in the Bible in the Old Testament that reveals Jesus to us. And this is a, a great one uh, in Isaiah 53, verses 4 and 5. And I'm reading now the Amplified. It says, Surely he has borne our griefs, sicknesses, weaknesses, and diseases, and carried our sorrows and pains of punishment. Yet we ignorantly considered him stricken, smitten, and afflicted by God as if as if with leprosy, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our guilt and iniquities. The chastisement needful to obtain peace and well-being for us was upon him. And with his stripes that wounded him, we are healed and made whole. Amen. Is that powerful or what? And so really, so, so Jesus, you know, in his... In the finished work of Jesus, the finished work of Jesus is Jesus going through the punishment of crucifixion. And it was more than just him going on the cross. You know, he was whipped 39 times with a, what they say is a cat of nine tails and his flesh was pulled off of his body. And, you know, everything that God does, he does for a reason and, do, and does for a purpose. And so the stripes of Jesus is for our healing. And that's where it says here that by his stripes that he was wounded with, we are healed and made whole. And, and, you know, sometimes I think what the enemy will do is the enemy will try to make us think, well, we miss God. 
you know, we may have sinned and that we deserve to be in sickness. No, Jesus already paid that price for you. And as long as you come to God, you ask forgiveness. The Bible says that his blood cleanses us from all unrighteousness and brings us back in a right relationship with him. And, and as we do that, then we should be walking in divine health and healing. Amen. So what the enemy will try to do is he will try to make us think that maybe I'm, you're getting sick because God wants to teach you something. But no, no, God wants to reveal his, his truth to you. He wants to reveal his love to you through what Jesus has done on the cross in the finished work of Christ. So we see here, this is a snapshot of what Jesus did. You know, he, 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 he bore our griefs. And that's, you know, our sicknesses, weaknesses, and distresses. I like griefs and sorrows because, you know, we don't have to sorrow. Amen. Because Jesus bore that on the cross. Amen. We, don't have to, we don't have to grieve. And I know there are times where we're going to, we may grieve if we lose a loved one. But, but if that loved one is in Christ, they just moved on and went to heaven. So we need to be celebrating. Amen. That's why the Bible says rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. Paul said that. But it also says that this is a day that the Lord has made in Psalms. I will rejoice and be sad in it. No, I, I'm not going to. Okay, let me, let me get that right. I will rejoice and be glad in it. He has made me sad. He has made me sad. I will grumble and complain because he has made. No, I, no. He, have you ever heard that song? He has made me glad. He has made me glad. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. Aren't you glad that I'm not a part of the worship singers? And, um, but I love to sing. Glory to God. Amen. You know what? If you're singing to the Lord, the Lord loves it too. Amen? Amen. I, like I said, I could be a, I was talking the other day. I said, I could be a background singer. Just put me about a mile in the background. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? But we won't go there. But anyway... Amen. Kind of laugh at my own jokes. But anyway, Matthew 8, 17 says this. This is Matthew. You know, the Bible actually says out of the mouths of two or three witnesses, let every word be confirmed. So you really want to take scriptures and you want to have witness, you know, two or three witnesses that confirms the truth of God's word. You can base any teaching on one scripture and you can base it on one scripture, but it, it may not be. You have to thoroughly test it with with more witnesses. Amen. And so Matthew is a witness here. And here it says here in Matthew 8, 17, it said this was to fulfill what was spoken through Isaiah the prophet. He himself took our infirmities and carried away our diseases. So and so Matthew quoted that. And and if you study out Matthew 8 and you study it out, Jesus was praying for the sick and he was healing people and he was setting the captives free. And then he quoted this this scripture here. And Jesus, when he went around, he just didn't teach and he just didn't preach. He was actually demonstrating the kingdom of God. And when he, he demonstrated the kingdom of God by delivering and setting people free. So, so that's what Jesus was doing. He was, he was revealing the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God is about wholeness, soundness, preservation, protection, and eternal life. You believe that today? That's a part of your salvation package. And then we see in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24, it says, He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross 
so that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. For by his wounds you were healed. And I like this because when you read this, um, in Isaiah it's pointing to the cross, but in Peter it's, it, it's, it's going back to the cross. In other words, Peter's looking back to the cross that by his stripes we were healed. And so really, if you were, then you are. And I want to say this, that, you know, healing isn't just a promise. Some people say, ah, I'm standing on the promise of healing. It's more than a promise. It's a fact in the mind of God. And you say, how, do you, how can you say that? Well, healing is no difference. There's no different in healing than you receiving salvation. Now, in God's mind, when Jesus went to the cross and died 2,000 years ago, the, the payment for your salvation was consummated back then, 2,000 years ago. Now, now, if you are an unbeliever and you're saying, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand on the promise of salvation and then I'm going to stand on that promise and someday I'm going to be saved, you're never going to get saved. Amen. In other words, you've got to receive the promise or you have to receive the word as a fact that Jesus already paid the price. So you have to receive it to yourself. You have to ask Jesus into your heart. Amen. You can't just say, I'm just standing on the promise that Jesus paid my price, price for my sins. No, you have to receive Jesus. Amen. It was already paid for. Really, every sin every, that every man, woman, child is committed in this world is already paid for. But people have to receive that salvation. Amen. You have to receive it. And so there's people that's going to go to hell and their sins were already paid for. Boy, it's quiet in this church, in this Methodist church today. Amen. In other words, you know, that's the travesty about people going to hell is that their sins were already paid for and they're going to go to hell for their sins. I thank God I'm going to heaven because of Jesus' righteousness. And my faith and trust is in Jesus, not in how good I am or how good, you know, my works are, but it's how good Jesus is and how good his works are. So we have to put our faith and trust in Jesus. But healing is similar, too, because healing was paid for 2000 years ago as well. But we have to learn to receive our healing. It was already paid for. And you say, well, I'm, prom I'm standing on the promise of healing. Well, it's already a done deal. The promise is already there. You just have to learn to receive it. Amen. Is, it, is this helping anybody today? You know, a prayer secret. You know, let me give you a prayer secret this morning. How many people want a prayer secret on answered prayer? Okay, I just, I'm going to talk to you guys at the end. Leave the rest of the crowd. No, I'm, I got three hands. You guys... You guys, I'll I just give you this secret, amen? Keep, keep it. No, uh, a prayer secret is this. When Jesus spoke to the fig tree, he spoke to a fig tree one day, and he cursed the fig tree. And then, and then his disciples, the next day his disciples saw it. Peter said, look, Lord, the fig tree you spoke to is withered. And Jesus said, have faith in God. And then Jesus, you know, speaks that great faith Word, you know, in Mark 11, 22 and 23 and 24, he said, if you believe in your heart and if, if you speak to the mountain and believe and do not doubt and believe what you say, it shall come to pass. You shall have whatsoever you say. And so he put God always puts faith in the now. And he says, you have to believe. Here's the secret. You have to believe you have it now before you see it. Amen. Can I say that again? You have to believe it before you see it. 
Okay, let me, let me give you an example. There were some leopards that came to Jesus. And actually, they were crying out, Jesus, have mercy on us, you know, and, and they wanted their healing. And Jesus said to them, go, show, go, go turn around, go show yourself to the priests, and you will be healed. Well, well, you know, they weren't healed that very second. They had to follow the instructions of Jesus. So, and whenever you, you know, in that day, whenever you felt like you were healed, because the priest would check you out. The priests were kind of like, sort of like the doctors of that day in, in a way. And if you were sick, you know, they would either pronounce, if you, if you had leprosy, they would, they would pronounce you unclean, and you had to separate yourself from, from people. And so, but if you were healed, you had to show yourself to the priest, they would check you out, and then they would, they would say, you're clean, which means you can mix back in with the, the community uh, of, 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 the, of the Jewish people. And so, and so for you to go to the priest, you basically had to be going to the tree in faith, you know, for them to reveal to you, you know, for them to give you a certificate. I don't know if they give you a certificate or not. It sounds good. And... Um, <laughs> I have my certificate of healing, amen? And, uh, and so, but they would pronounce you uh, uh, clean, right? And so, so, so these leopards had to believe even though they didn't see it or feel it or anything. So as they started walking towards the priest, they got healed. What if they didn't walk through? What if they say, I'm not healed yet? What if they didn't follow the instructions of Jesus? I would have to say they, didn't, they would not have gotten healed. What if they just kept calling out, Jesus, please have mercy. I want to see my healing now. He told them what to do. They had to follow the instruction. They had to move out on faith. Faith is moving out on the instructions of what the word of God says. It's believing. You have to believe and then you move out on it. And when they started moving out on that instruction, they received their healing because we found out that one was healed. Uh, all of them were healed because he ran back to Jesus dropped on his knees and started worshiping Jesus. Amen. And Jesus said, you know, it was ten leopards. And Jesus said, where's the other nine? Amen. And one was a Samaritan, was, and he was worshiping Jesus. And Jesus said, you know, okay, not only are you healed, but you're made whole. Amen. Whatever that disease... Whatever, if it took away relationships, if it hurt his relationship with his family, God just changed everything around and made him whole. Nothing broken, nothing missing. Shalom. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Worship will do that for you. I'm telling you, if we start worshiping God more, if we would start praising God, instead of complaining and griping and looking at what we don't have, if we start looking at what we do have, we will see more glory in our lives. We'll see more blessing in our lives. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So really, healing is an established fact in the mind of God. But we have to get over into that realm to receive. You know, I dealt with a cough for five weeks a couple months back. And it just seemed like I would never get over that cough. And you guys remember that? But I kept just saying, every time I coughed, I would say, by Jesus' stripes, I'm healed. <laughs> by Jesus' stripes, I'm healed. <laughs> you know, by Jesus Christ. And, and I said, that's it. I'm going to say it every time I cough. If I cough three times, I'm going to say it. By Jesus Christ, I'm healed three times. Amen. I'm healed. Praise Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. But it took five weeks. I could be in the hospital right now if I didn't. 
You, you might be saying, well, that's your natural body. And yes, I did, I was on, I did take some medication. And yes, I had the Z-Pack. Why not add the Word of God with the Z-Pack? I'm not against medicine. I'm all for it. Give me some pain relievers. Let me speak the Word too. Amen. It's hard to speak the Word when you're hurting. Oh, I got a headache. Jesus, I'm by help. It's hard. Sometimes you need to add some medicine to your faith. I'm not one of these people that believe you don't take medicine. But don't put your faith and trust in the medicine. Put your faith and trust in God. What the problem is, we put too much faith and trust in doctors and medicine and all that. But no, trust God. Have faith in God. I'm, I'm not discounting doctors and I'm not discounting. Use, I use it all. I even use that Coca-Cola and the Tylenol. You know what I'm talking about? My fix for my headache. Actually, it's uh, not Tylenol. It's one of the other ones. But, you know, Cherry Coke. Amen. That would be my fix. But, you know, I'm getting better. Amen. Hallelujah. Does anybody have a Cherry Coke? No, I'm kidding. But I think I'm getting one of those. But anyway. <laughs> Hallelujah. Somebody's getting it in this crowd. Okay. So. So it's God's perfect will for you to be healed. Let's, let's look at something here. Because uh, in, let's look at uh, Matthew 8. And uh, let's look at this. I feel just led just to go a little offline here. Ma- Matthew, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Okay, that's where I'm at. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out where they're at. Okay, Matthew 8. I love Matthew because it really, it, uh, Matthew 8 really shows a lot about, about Jesus's, you know, what he's doing and, and his, you know, take on healing. And look at this. It says, when he came down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. This is 8 verse 1. And behold, a leper came, worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And then Jesus said, I'm not willing. I'm in a very bad mood today. <laughs> No, it doesn't say that. God is really ticked off at you today, you know? No, he said, no, he said, then Jesus put on, put his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus said to him, "Uh, see that you tell no one, but go your way, show yourself to the priest uh, as an offer of the gift that Moses commanded as a testimony to them. So we see here that, you know, that, Jesus never denied people of healing. Jesus never denied them of healing. And Jesus, you know, was always open and always ready to heal whoever came to him. And you might say, well, what about that lady that had that, that, um, that daughter that had a demon in her? Well, yeah, she, was not in, she wasn't of the house of Israel, the Seraphonician woman. Remember, she came to Jesus saying, Jesus, have mercy on me. My daughter's vexed with a demon. I don't know if you remember that story or not. But, but this, and they were kind of taking it easy. And, and the disciples said, Jesus, can you send her away? You know, she's getting on our nerves. Modern vernacular, all right? And, uh, and so Jesus, and Jesus didn't even pay any attention to her. And then she said again, have mercy on me, my daughter. And, and Jesus said, you know, it's not good to throw the... The, the, or to, to give the bread or to throw the bread or to give the, the bread, the children's bread to dogs. And I actually said that to this woman. Amen. The, the, here's a key. Don't, don't get offended in church. Amen. Don't get offended at the word of God. Amen. Don't get offended. She didn't get offended. She said, yes, but even the dogs eat from the crumbs of the master's table. Amen. 
So she, she gave that, and he said, Great is your faith, woman. Your daughter is healed. Think about that. She wasn't, she wasn't even in the household of faith. She was outside. He was called to the household of faith, the Israelites. She was outside of it. But even though she was an outsider, she still got her blessing. You may feel like you're an outsider today. You may not feel like you haven't done everything right, that, that you haven't done all the right things. Even, listen, your faith can change things around. Your faith can cause things to be, in, in other words, can reverse the curse that's trying to come on your life. You drawing near to God can change everything about your life. You believe that today? The Bible says if you draw near to God, what will he do? He will draw near to you. Amen. And so we see that. And so Jesus, you know, if you, you'll, you can't read it. I'll give you $1,000 if you can find where Jesus, you know, denied somebody of healing. It's not in the word. Amen. The second key is that um, God is the author of healing and the devil's the author of sickness. This is a very important key because if you think sickness is coming from God and you believe it's something to make you more uh, holy, it, sickness is something to make you more pious, or maybe it's the, um, it's the cross you're supposed to bear, you know, because the enemy, would, oh, this is your cross you're supposed to bear. No, Jesus bore our cross. Amen. Yes, there is a cross that we pick up, but it's the cross of following Jesus. It's not the burden of sickness on our bodies. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Jesus already paid the price. So if he paid the price, why do we have to pay it? But it sounds pious and it sounds good that we're carrying our own personal cross. We're Job Jr. You know, some of us are like Job Jr. You know what I'm talking about? Job had all the problems in the book of Job. Somebody's catching it out here. <laughs> Job Jr., you know what I'm talking about? He had all the issues, right? He was sick. You know, he had pus coming out of his arms. He had to scrape it off, and he was bad. He lost all his fortune. I mean, it was a country song, right? He, he would have been the first country singer. You know what I'm talking about? My dog left me. I'm sick. And my woman's telling me to curse God and die, you know, because his wife told him to curse God and die. You remember that story? But some of you feel like, well, you know, I'm just Job. That's my ministry. I'm a Job, Junior, you know. Well, that's, you know, Job came out of it. Job got double for his trouble. Job got healed. The scholar said it was only about nine months, and then everything flipped. And the Bible said that Job, man, he was blessed. You know, he lost his children. He was blessed with more kids. He was blessed, blessed, blessed. So if you're, if you're Job this morning, get ready for the double. Get ready for the blessing. As long as you don't curse God and die. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. The enemy wants you to try to curse God while you're in your sickness and your affliction. God, I'm doing everything right. You're not doing everything right. <laughs> That's pride. I said that the other day. We were fasting for 21 days. And the Lord was dealing with me. And I remember I was talking to somebody and said, oh, I know it's I'm doing everything right in this church. I'm doing everything right. I didn't say it like that. I just said, you know, I try to say it more pious. I think I'm, I'm doing everything right, you know. I'm tithing. The church tithes. And, you know, as far as I know, I'm not in any sin. And I, as far as I know. And then God said, you are doing everything right? <laughs> Let me show you some areas that you're missing it in. I'm not doing everything right. But you know what? It's not about us doing everything right. Right? 
It's about the grace of God and us tr putting our trust and faith in him. It's not about our perfection. I'm, I'm kind of a perfectionist. I don't know if you noticed or not, but I'm kind of a perfectionist. If something off, you know, if I'm not looking good, if I got hair hanging out of my nose, I get mad at my wife. You didn't tell me I had hair sticking out of my nose. But you're like, well, I didn't notice. That's the problem. You just don't notice. I'm going to be preaching on relationships next week, so better stay, stay tuned for next week. If, if you're married, stay tuned because it's going to be a good one. Amen? It's going to be love and marriage, like the TV show. But anyway, no, but not really. But are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Do I, am I looking all right? Okay. So, so where was my second point? My, my second point is that healing is from God. Amen. And, and uh, sickness comes from the devil. You say, well, how can you say that? Well, John 10, 10 says it this way. Jesus said the thief, it's the thief that, come, that does not come except to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, I came that you may have what? Life. And, and have it even worse when you get... Well, since I've been serving God, it's been a lot worse. I've been thinking about going back into Egypt. Doesn't anybody want to make you think? It was the good old days. Yeah, when you were hugging on that throne, white porcelain throne right in the morning, right? The good old days. They're not that good. You, you just forget those days. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Those days aren't that good. And so, he's, so really, Jesus came to give us what? Abundant life. We used to be called abundant harvest. I used to ask people, do you know what abundant means? And most people, kids these days, never even heard of the word abundant. What does that mean? Well, that's why you're dirt poor and broke. Abundant means more than enough, overflowing with life. Abundant. Amen. Your cup overflows. Psalms 23. Most of us are just trying to tap into the reserves. Man, I'm blinking, you know. We're... No, we need, to be, we need to be walking in the overflowing grace of God. Praising Him, thanking Him for the little. And then He will increase us in much. Amen? Amen? Amen. I'm going to have to shut this down, but I'm going to try to get through this. Amen? See if I can get through this. In Acts 10.38, this is, this is Peter and he's ministering to uh, some Gentiles, amen? And he's ministering to them, and he's talking about Jesus, and he's preaching about Jesus, and he says, uh, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. So Jesus went about doing good and healing all. Somebody say, doing good, healing all. Doing good, healing all. Doing good, healing all. In other words, Jesus didn't go around putting sickness on people, doing bad and putting sickness. No, he went around doing good, healing all who were what? Oppressed by God? No, by the devil. Who oppresses people? The devil. God's not your problem. Can I say it again? God's not your problem. Well, God has put me through this test. No, he's not your problem. The devil's testing you. See how much word you got in you. See what you're going to do when, they, when, they, when he throws a symptom at you. You better submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and the devil has to flee. Amen. In other words, when that symptom comes out of your body, you have to resist it. Hallelujah. Submit to God. Yes. 
and, and the devil, and that symptom has to go. In other words, you have to start acting like you're healed while you're sick. What, pastor? You mean faith is an act? It's an act. You have to act it. Fake it till you make it. I could be up here with a splitting headache, but you wouldn't know about it. Anybody have any cherry coke? No. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? I'd be preaching through it, praise God. Faith is an act. You know, Smith Wigglesworth, he was a man of power. And it, you hear me talk about Smith Wigglesworth. I mean, with a name like Wigglesworth, you better be a strong in faith. You know, you got, you, I, I can see it in school. Wiggers, worm, worth what? Are you Wigglesworth. I know, man. He had to get God in his life. And so, but anyway, he, you know, he, he would say, faith is an act. And he would walk around the stage. Faith is an act. Faith is an act. Faith is an act. You have to act like you're healed. Are you hearing what I'm saying, Jay? In other words, you don't submit to those weaknesses. You submit to God. You resist them. You resist when these things come out at you. Amen? You resist it. You keep a good attitude while you're in it. When I was coughing, I still stayed positive. Most of the time until somebody got on my nerves. Then I let them have it. Uh, I, I'm being honest. <laughs> That's why I'm looking down at my paper here, amen? <laughs> then you got to repent for getting in the flesh, amen? Listen, sickness never puts, whenever you deal with sickness, it doesn't really bring joy to your life. Amen. Right? It doesn't bring a lot of peace. No, why? Because the devil wants you sick. He does, he's trying to steal that peace and joy from us. Amen? amen? He, he wants you bound up. Why? Because the devil's trying to steal that peace and joy from you. Because the joy of the Lord is your strength. If the devil can steal your joy, he's going to take your strength. Amen. And we need as much strength as we can get. Amen. Amen. Somebody say, joy of the Lord, joy of the Lord is, my is my strength. Then James 1.17, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow turning. In, in other words, every perfect gift is a good gift and it's not sickness. It's called healing. It's called deliverance. It's called prosperity. It's called breakthrough. Every good gift comes from God. God is the giver of good. The devil is trying to put bad on us. But he can't do it. Amen? I like this. It says in 1 John 3, 8, He who sins is of the devil. For the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. That's why he went around casting out devils. That's, you know, he healed in a couple different ways. He would heal people by speaking the word over them, or he would heal or deliver people by casting out a demon. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So he healed two ways. That's why, that's why the Bible talks about that, that believers are supposed to lay hands on the sick and cast out devils. Why? Because demons can oppress your body and make you sick. Somebody say reality. Amen. This is reality. If you guys could see in the, in the spirit realm, you'd be shocked. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? There, demons can cause sickness. Demons can cause problems. I remember, man, I remember listening to Brother Hagen. And he, uh, he went to pray for this, uh, this. Actually, it was a pastor's wife that had cancer. I, I believe she had breast cancer. 
and she was dying. She was, you know, underweight, dying. And so they said, we're going to pray for her, him, his wife, and, the, and, and that, that pastor that was married to his, his wife that was in bed, bed fast. So they started praying, and all of a sudden, uh, the, the uh, Spirit of the Lord spoke to Brother Hagin and said, you know, tell that demon of fear and unbelief to come out of her. And he was praying in spirit, and he was like, no, I don't want to do that. You know, he wasn't too sure it was God. You know, sometimes when God speaks to you, you're not too sure it's God. And so he just stood his ground, and then his wife started praying in the Holy Ghost, and, and he could understand it in tongues, and he, could, and he said, go stand at the foot of bed and tell that spirit. So he just said, oh, I'm going to give it a shot. So he did, and he said that in the spirit realm, he saw this, this thing that looked like a bat that, that flew off this lady and went out the window. And the other minister didn't see it, but felt a presence leave. Amen. Amen. And so, you know, it, it's not just natural. You know, we're in a supernatural fight, but we have supernatural weapons. And one of the main weapons we have is the name of Jesus. Every knee has to bow. Every tongue has to confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God. When Peter and John was walking to the temple and they saw that man that was, that was lame from his mother's womb and he was begging for gold, you know, and, and Peter said, silver and gold I have none, but what I do have I give unto thee. Rise and walk in the name of Jesus. And this man rose up, walked for the first time in his entire life, started leaping and jumping and they went into the, into the church and they were amazed. And Peter said, why, why are you so amazed and think because of our own holiness that caused this man to walk. No, it's because of the faith in the name of Jesus. How much faith do you have in the name of Jesus? And once you start getting faith in the name of Jesus, I'm telling you, there's no mountain that can take you down. You'll be taking mountains down. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? What, that, if it's cancer, if it's, if it's whatever it is, whatever mountain that seems to be standing in your way from seeing the blessings of God, you'll speak to that mountain and that mountain will be leveled. I'm, lo I'm looking at warriors in here, not warriors. I'm looking at conquerors in here. The devil's going to test some of us. We're in the end days. The devil's out here. He's mad as a hornet. He knows his day is time is short. So what he's trying to do, he's trying to take some of us down. But he is not going to take me down, and he's not going to take you down. Because the greater one is in you. Greater is he, Jesus, that is in you than he that is in the world. You got the greater one in you. Do you believe that today? Praise God. I'm telling you, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Our weapons are, are not carnal, as the Bible says, but they're mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. What, is that? what does that mean? That means we've got to think right about God. We've got to think right about Jesus. We've got to think that, that we're the head and not the tail. We're the lender and not the borrower. We're blessed in the city and the field. We need to start thinking like that. Amen? And when you get your thinking right, and you start believing a truth, the truth will set you free. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today, saints? So there's, there, listen, I've got to close here. But um, there's a couple ways of getting healing, healed. And uh, one is, is uh, prayer. And we do pray for you. We're going to pray for you. Another is anointing with oil. 
And so in James 5.14, it says, If there's any sick among you, let them call among the elders of the church, and the elders will pray for the sick, and um, they will pray the prayer of faith. If you've committed any sins, they will be forgiven of you, and, uh, and that prayer of faith will heal the sick. Amen? And so I'm, we're going to be anointing people with oil today. If you need uh, a prayer for, uh, for healing or a deliverance, maybe you're dealing with a bad habit that's trying to pull you down, I believe that God can... can you know, break that bad habit off your life. Amen? Amen. Praise God. You believe that? Uh, another key to walking in health and wholeness is walking in love. The Apostle Paul said this, that he said many in the church were sick that day uh, and died early because they weren't discerning the body. In other words, they weren't walking in love towards one another and they weren't discerning what Jesus has done for them. In other words, we're supposed to love people like Jesus loves people. Jesus said, new commandment I give you is to love one another as I have loved you. Amen. And so we're supposed to be walking in love. And one step out of love is one step into sin. And love will, will keep us in that, in that grace place where we can walk in divine health. Amen. So, so listen, don't, don't allow bitterness or ill will towards anybody get a hold of you. In other words, you pray for those that have hurt you. You, you, you do good to those who have despitefully used you so that you'd be called sons and daughters of God. You believe that today? So when we partake of the communion table, we need to take, partake of it in a worthy manner, amen? In a way where we're releasing any debts that we believe that people have against, uh, that, we, that, we have, that people have, uh, uh, that you have against people, amen? Release those debts, pray for them, and watch God turn things around, amen? Love will never fail, glory to God, amen? At this time, what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and receive uh, or partake of um, the communion table, and uh, if you need a, uh, uh, a cup with a wafer, they're passing them out right now. And I'm telling you, the key to taking communion is to really focus on Jesus and, and that he is returning. You know, focus on his death and what that really means. And really, his death means that, you know, going to the cross means it, it was for our freedom. Amen. Jesus went to the cross for our freedom. To set us free of sin, to set us free of sickness, to set us free of poverty. He came to set us free. We want to focus on the finished work of Jesus. And um, this wafer right here represents Jesus' body. And Jesus' body was broken for us so that our bodies could be made whole. Amen? And, you know, it's just a short prayer, you know. Just say this, Heavenly Father, I forgive all those who have hurt me. I'm releasing all hurt, and I'm blessing those in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And let me just lift your bread up to heaven. It represents the body of Christ. And just say, uh, and I'm going to just pray over you. I say, Father God, I just thank you that, that you sent your son Jesus. Jesus, you are the bread of life that came down from heaven. Jesus, you said healing is the children's bread. And I'm believing as we partake of this communion today, we'll receive healing to our bodies. We ask that this bread be blessed, and we thank you it's sanctified by word and prayer. And we thank you as we receive this, we receive healing because your body was broken so that we could be made whole. Take and eat. The same night, Lord, you took the cup. And we thank you that you took the cup. That represent, this cup represents your blood in a new covenant. We know without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. 
which means that our sins are thrown in a sea of forgetfulness. And we thank you that our spirits are made perfect because of the blood of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, that, that even though that we may miss it in, the nat in our natural side or in our natural man, that our spirit is always walking in holiness and righteousness because of the blood. And we thank you for this cup that represents your blood. And we receive it with thanksgiving. Take and drink. Hallelujah.